0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to Christmas weekend. Can you believe it? It's finally here, Friday before Christmas. We've just got three days to go. I can't believe Christmas Day is Monday. I've still got Christmas shopping to do. This is crazy, isn't it? Vicky and I have got her parents coming around this evening in order to sit with the boys so that we can, well, just crack on with the last few bits and pieces. But we're getting there. And it's always, it's part of Christmas, isn't it? Just for it all to be just a little bit last minute. We're going out tonight, we're going to have a little bite to eat and maybe a bit of hot chocolate, some marshmallows. It's going to be very Christmassy, whatever we do. And I think that's um, that little bit of last minute shopping, that little sort of last panic. I think it's part of Christmas, don't you? Do you do that or do you, are you way ahead of it? Let me know. Welcome to another episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Welcome to my home here in a very festive Lime Bay. Thanks for joining me once again for our regular late night visit to those dusty and very festive and Christmassy studio archives of old-time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I'm Brett, I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. Welcome to another episode. I've got Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. They're all called Brett's Old-Time Radio Show. Go and check them out. We'll be doing lots of Christmassy check-ins, so it would be good to, you know, catch up with you, know how you're doing. We've also got a supporter page at patreon.com forward slash brett's old time radio show it is as promised time now for a very festive and christmasy episode of a show that we kind of stopped playing because we ran out of episodes but this is a, a christmas special and i thought we've got to go for it so this one was first broadcast on christmas day in 1976 and it's the christmas special it's called a way for christmas this is steptoe and son
1: we now present a special Christmas edition of the world famous BBC comedy success Steptoe and Son. <laughs> With Wilfred Ramble as Albert and Harry H. Corbett as Harold. <laughs> hello son it won't be long I've nearly finished the decorations jingle bells jingle bells they look nice don't they I said they look nice don't they the decorations
2: oh I'm so sorry I was transported to another world for a minute oh it's a veritable fairyland oh it takes your breath away it really does I can hardly contain my gasps of wonder and amazement. Oh, then. Oh. <laughs>
3: oh, oh,
2: oh! Oh, it recalls the splendour of Versailles during the reign of the Sun King. Are you taking the Arthur Bliss? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really, it is quite magnificent. Oh, it's like Disneyland. Get it all done. <laughs> what's wrong with it? Tat. That's what's wrong with it. Tat. You've been putting up the same rubbish ever since I was five. Every year out it comes, and every year the paper chains get shorter. (laughs) We lose a foot off each end because you don't take them down properly. Last year's bits are still up there. The whole effect is cheap, tawdry and vulgar. And you've ruined the picture rails. There's more pinholes than woodworm holes. It's
3: pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: me finished. That's my Christmas over. I'm not doing any more. You can cook your own dinner, crack your own nuts and pull your own cracker. <laughs> <laughs> You're nothing else out of me. I do my best and that's all the thanks I get. Good night. You're on your own. I hope you enjoy yourself.
2: I will, because I won't be here.
1: What did you say?
2: I said I won't be here. Why?
1: Where are you going?
2: I don't know. Yet. I haven't made up my mind. Anywhere, as long as he's not here. Oh, Harold, you do this every year. Aren't I do, and every year you prevail and I finish up spending Christmas stuck in here with you. Well, no more. This year, I'm going anywhere. We always have a good time. We don't have a good time.
1: We have plenty to eat and
2: drink. We have too much to eat and drink. That is not enjoying oneself, that is boredom. One overeats and drinks because one is bored. <sighs> There's nothing else to do except stuff off raw turkey, tin Christmas pudding and tepid custard down one's cake hole. You can watch telly. I don't want to watch the telly. I watch the telly every Christmas, all day long, for three days. Watching the telly is the same as eating and drinking. You do it because you is bored. And all you get on the telly is Christmas stuffed down your throat. I'm off, mate. And to show you how desperate I am... You can even come with me.
1: I don't like going away at
2: Christmas. Then you can stay here. I don't like staying here. I'm here. Then you'll have to come with me, won't you? You're not talking me out of it this year. Uh, and you can uh, have as many heart attacks as you like. <laughs> <laughs> if it won't make any difference. I'm going. I don't think I'd enjoy it, Harold. You never know till you try it. Give it a go. Go on, do something different for once. Live a little. Go oh, mad. Do you think we can afford to go away? Of course we can. I've been totting it up. We've got three quid in the bank, seven quid in the building society, and £79.80 in the swear box. You're not having that! (laughs) That's mine! That's not. You did the swearing, yes, but I had to listen to it, so it's mine. Look, it's not a savings bank, it's a penalty. Ten pence a swear. If
1: you think you're going on holiday with my bloody £79.80, you've got another thing coming.
2: What? £79.80? My blood!
3: <laughs>
2: two bloodies at ten pence a time.
3: That makes it around
2: £80.
3: Pounds.
2: <laughs> pounds, it? You yes, we got enough here for a nice little five-day Christmas package for two. You rotten little go keep it going. Go on, we're not going on, we to have it out for a fortnight. Anymore, any more. Go on, never go. Go on, go on. No? Right. No. Then. Let's see now. I've got some travel brochures here. Oh, the world is our oyster. I don't like oysters. Yeller,
3: <laughs>
2: then. the world to choose from. Where do you fancy? Bogna told. <laughs> Bogd. Let me see. British Airways Concorde, London Heathrow to Bogna. <laughs> Three minutes.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, what a pity, if I don't do it in the winter.
1: If I can't stop here, I want to go to Bognor. Mrs. Boxwood's boarding house, right on the sea. Lovely rooms, a bathroom on every landing.
2: How would you know? You was only there for a fortnight.
1: <laughs>
2: and a grub? Of
1: oh, course, she gives you a right plateful.
2: Yeah, she gives you a right mouthful if you get in late and all. Oh, past ten's
1: <laughs> not bad. What can you do after half past ten?
2: Exactly. In this country, nothing. I want to go abroad. See a bit of life. Oh, look, look, look at this one. Kenya. We could go on safari. Big game hunting. I can do that in my bed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's a bright
1: little Christopher Lees up there. Biting well last night, they were. Her. <laughs>
2: You're not being very helpful, are you? Well,
1: you've got such big ideas. Keen, yeah. I don't know where you get them from. I never went to those places. Hop oh, picking was as far as I went. <laughs> we had to work hard when we got there. I used to work harder on the holidays than I did here. My hands were green for a fortnight when I got home.
2: Yeah, well, I want my bum brown for a fortnight when I get home. <laughs> Look, I'll I grant you that, that Kenya might be a little ambitious, but we can certainly go anywhere in Europe. Here, what about France? Four days, 40 quid, we can manage that. No, oh, I've
1: spent Christmas in France twice in the First World War. Horrible place, full of mud and holes. Oh, <laughs>
2: not now it's not. It's not like that all the time. When your lot had finished, they filled them all in. No, I
1: wouldn't like France. It'd bring back too many sad memories.
2: Yeah, but but that was northern France. I mean, I'm I'm talking about the Riviera or the Alps. Christmas in the snow. The ski villages nestling in the mountainside. The clean air. The blue skies. The sun. The broken legs. (laughs) No, we're not going to ski. We'll just go for the parties afterwards. The après ski. You've heard about that. Oh, hey-ho. Hot drinks, uh, standing in front of the log fire, chatting up the birds from all over Europe. I'll wear that red sweater you knitted me, and I'll pretend I'm a ski instructor. And I'll pull me hamstring. Yeah, that's about all you will pull.
1: (laughs) What am I going to do when all this is going on?
2: We'll find someone for you. Some rich old boot from Bavaria. There's loads of them... Their old men are slaving away in their car factories. They bung the old woman up into the mountains, you'll be quidsing. You can be an English lord. What's gone out there to buy a mountain chateau to escape the wealth tax at home? You live in a dream world, don't you? Let's stay here. I'm not staying here. Gordon Bennett, there must be somewhere out of this lot you fancy. What about the Black Sea? (laughs) Oh, don't be so daft. He's not really Black so I suppose it will be if you go swimming in it. <laughs> I'm told it's very nice out there. Where is it? It's in Russia. The Crimea. Here you are. Four days in the Workers' Palace Hotel, 43 quid. No, no, I do not go back to Russia. Oh, God, here we go. Get out of it. You've never been to Russia. Yes, I have. When? 1919. You weren't Isadora Duncan's dancing partner. No. <laughs> A secret agent. Double a three and a half. The mighty midget, the little midget. The smallest spy in the West. Sent out there to photograph the secret Russian junkyards. He was uncatchable. The elusive pimple. Westing him down. him down. Those rascals <laughs> seek him everywhere. Untraceable in the snowy wastes. Because his head never came above his footprints.
1: I was there, mate. British expeditionary force to Archangel... To help the white Russians to put down the Bolsheviks. I was fighting for my country. You are fighting against the workers. I'm not a worker. That's true. (laughs) No, no. I daren't go back. If they find out I was fighting against them, they'll put me up against a wall and shoot me.
2: I'll go and book the tickets.
1: (laughs) I am not going behind the Iron Curtain. I'm not giving me money to help communists so they can build
2: up their economy and take us all over. Oh, yeah. The profit on your 43 quid's got to buy them a few intercontinental ballistic missiles, ain't it? And every little helps. I'm not going. Sweden and Denmark. <sighs> you like Denmark? They have live sex shows out there. Get away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean they actually. On the stage? Mm, With everybody watching? Yeah. Not over Christmas,
2: surely.
3: (laughs) That's when they go really
2: putty. Eh? Yes, our equivalent of pantomime. (laughs) That's true. They do the same stories as us. They do Cinderella, spelt with an S. They don't have buttons because it takes too long. They do Japanese beanstalk, puss in kinky boots, (laughs) (laughs) boobs in the wood...
3: You're having me. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: Oh, where's your want to go, then? Not going anywhere dirty. Not over Christmas. I want somewhere clean and
2: wholesome and respectable. How about four days at a laundrette in Cheltenham?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: it. I mean, you do make me laugh. See, most people, they're falling out of themselves to get out of this country. You've got all these lovely places to choose from. You're so xenophobic. No, I'm not. I just don't like
1: foreigners.
3: Oh, good. where do you, you want to go? No, I don't mind.
2: Right, that is it. I'm going to pick somewhere, and if you don't want to come, you can stay here because I'm off. Right. 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 I shall close my eyes and pick one at random. There. Villars. Switzerland. Have you got anything against that? And don't tell me the International Red Cross is after you. No, I can go to Switzerland. That's all right. That's settled then? Yeah. Christmas in Switzerland? Yeah. Well, thank God for that. It's taken as long to make up our minds as it will to get there. Eh? What do you mean? We're not flying. No, 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 no. We're swimming. (laughs) Flying. Oh
1: no, Harold! I can't fly. I'm too old.
2: You're not going to pilot the thing. You're just going to sit there.
1: No, you can say what you like, do what you like. I'm not flying. Oh what? Right, we'll go by train
2: and boat. I'm not getting on a boat.
1: Not in this time of the year. <laughs> I'd be sick. Let's go to Bognor. We're
3: not going to
2: Bognor. We're going to Switzerland. We'll go on a night ferry. You won't know you're crossing the Channel. You'll be on the train, asleep. They don't put the train on the boat. Well, of course they do. It's too heavy.
3: It'll sink. <laughs> it will not sink.
2: You will be lying on your bunk, in the train, on the boat. Spark out. How can you be sure? Because I'm absolutely certain that before the train reaches Dover, I will have belted you one. Right.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Switzerland? Yeah. The night ferry.
1: I suppose so.
2: Good. Now, where's your passport? I haven't got one. Oh fuck! (laughs) We've been sitting here all night talking about going abroad for. I haven't. I want to go to Bognor. You're not going to Bognor! (laughs) Right. we'll have to get you a passport. We will get an emergency one. Now. We'll need photographs and your birth certificate. Where is your birth certificate? With my me medals. And where are your medals? With my me marriage certificate. Uh, where's your marriage certificate? With my insurance policy. And where's your insurance policy? I don't know. I lost it.
1: Where did you see them last? Uh, under the goldfish bowl. Right.
2: Uh, when was that?
1: 1939. <laughs> and then when the bombing started, I moved them to a safe place. He moved them to a safe
2: place. That's very reasonable. Well, I can't remember. Naturally. <laughs> well, they won't be in the attic. That's not a safe place. Even today. We haven't got a cellar. Now, where did we go during the height of the bombing in the Blitz? Down to the pub.
3: No.
2: You went down the pub. Where did you used to put me? Under the stairs. That's right. Under the stairs. Every night. On my own. That's another thing I've never forgiven you for. Safe place in the <laughs> house, that was. You always used to see the stairs there standing. Exactly so I suggest that is the first place to look. In you go.
1: It's dark, Harold.
2: Yes, I know. It was during the war as well.
1: <laughs> go
2: on, get in there.
1: No, I don't want to go in there, Harold. We don't know what's in there.
2: Exactly. There might be treasures untold in there. Think of yourself as another Lord Cardigan opening the tomb of Tutankhamen. I'm
1: not going in there. Get in. No.
2: Get in. No. Go oh, get in.
1: Get away. Get away. Get away! Get
2: away! Shoo! Shoo! Well, what is it? There might be mice in there.
1: <laughs> well, you want
2: a chair and a whip?
1: <laughs> oh, get
2: in! get, in, get in.
1: They're not there. Let's forget about it, Harold. Let's go to Bognor.
2: You're not coming out till you found them.
1: <laughs> They're here. In this tin box.
2: Right. Hello. What have you found? It's my old school cap. Oh, and we'll step-toe. Six and seven-eighths. We couldn't afford the rest of the uniform. Yes, I know. <laughs> well, let's have a look in the box. <laughs> Wireless receiving licence, 1938. It's out of date. <laughs> Never mind. It's the most up-to-date one we've got. ha. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the birth certificate. Here we are. All the sordid details. There, give us that. It's mine.
1: Nothing to do with you. Hello, hello. What's he trying to hide, eh? 26th of <coughs> September,
2: 1899. So that's it. You're older than you said you were. You always told me you, you were 72 and you lied about your age to get into the army. <laughs> you give us it there. <laughs> when and where born? 23 Old drum Lane, Shepherd's Bush. Yes. Name? Albert Ladysmith. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Boy? Boy? You was never a boy. <laughs> I can't imagine you even as a baby. I bet you looked like that when you was born. <laughs> Mother, Victoria Alexandra Steptoe. Oh, what a nice name. Occupation, domestic servant. Father... Give us that yeah. if Father... I don't believe
3: it. I <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. So
2: now you know. Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> oh, that is
3: marvelous.
2: My father is a... My father is a... Hold these years... And you never told me. You never trusted me. Your own son. Did you think I'd run away from home? What did you tell me? Why should I tell you? Why should I tell anyone? It wasn't my fault. Nobody asked me. But the lies. The pretense. You said your father started this firm. Steptoe and son.
1: It was steptoe and son.
2: You never said it was Mrs. Steptoe and son. I feel strangely let down. And another thing. those photographs on the wall. That's my granny, your mother. But who's that one of? Who's that bloke I've been calling granddad all of these years? Come on, who is it? Well, if you must know...
1: Yes? It's Gladstone.
2: Gladstone.
1: Well, I had to put up somebody.
2: What a big head you are. You couldn't put up any old dog's body, could you? Oh, no. you has to put up a prime minister. It's like me putting up Winston Churchill. You didn't have to, did you? You got father. I'd sooner have had Winston Churchill. <laughs> I've had plenty of blood, sweat, toil and tears and that's about all. Why didn't you tell me before, Dave? Well,
1: it's not something you go around shouting about. At least it wasn't then. It was a big disgrace being born out of wedlock. Not like today. All these film actresses having dixie lids all over the place and boasting about it. (laughs) To be a child of love in 1899
2: was a stigma. That's funny. I've never thought of you as a child of love.
3: (laughs) You...
2: You haven't got the face for it.
3: <laughs>
2: I wonder who he was, your father.
1: Where did she work? Belgrave Square. Lord and Lady, somebody or other.
2: I oh, thought it was him. You could be the son of a lord. They was always doing that, the aristocracy, putting domestics up the duff.
3: It, <laughs> it was
2: part of the perks. Look, let's have a look at you. Yes. Yes, it's possible. An aristocratic conk. That's a good chin, when you got your teeth in. Yes, there's breeding in there. I could be the grandson of a lord. We could even be related to royalty. I could be the 40, line or something. It's possible. No,
1: I don't think so, Harold. It sounds nice, but I don't think so.
2: How do you know?
1: I don't, but... I remember when I was ten years old, Mum didn't half cry when the Muffin Man died.
3: (laughs) Muffin Man. Yeah.
1: They used to go round with a tray on their head, ringing a bell, and if it was raining, they'd go into somebody's kitchen for a cup of tea. To stop their muffins getting wet. (laughs) That's
2: right. I think it must have been the Muffin Man. Yeah, I suppose so. Now I come to think of it, the top of your head is a bit flat. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's occupational genetics. Oh, well, that's another bubble pricked. Still, they won't stop you getting a passport. They'll let anybody go abroad these days. I'm looking forward to it now, going away with you. (laughs) Now that it's all
1: come out, it's a big weight off my mind. We might even... Get to know each other better now. There's no secrets between us. We'll have a good time
2: together, won't we, Al? Yeah, of course we will. Come on, sit there. I'll take your passport photograph with the Polaroid. Right, it's just for the head and shoulders. Do you want me teeth in or out? Uh, leave them in. You don't want to frighten a man when he opens it, do you? <laughs> Ready? Yeah. There it is. Your passport photographs. That's what happens when a muffin man has a bit of crumpet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Come on, hurry up.
1: Look at the time. I told you we should
2: have left earlier. Don't worry, we'll be all right. Delver, at half past eleven, wake up in Paris. We'll be in Switzerland tomorrow evening. If we miss this train, it'll be your fault. If we miss this train, we can always go to Bug. Not me, mate. Not after
1: all the trouble I've been through. I'm going to enjoy myself. I admit I wasn't keen at
2: first, but now I'm looking forward to it. Have you uh, got your Swiss francs? Yeah. Your traveller's checks? Yeah. Come on, then. Passport control first. Good evening, sir. Just in
1: time. British national. British? Listen to me, mate. The last time I was on this platform, I had a rifle over me shoulder on my way to Mons. Fifteen, I was. I lied about me age. <laughs> I see, sir. Passport. Here you are. Thank you, sir. There's nothing wrong with that. Brand new, that is. It says, without let or hindrance, and that includes you. <laughs> That's all in order. Have a good Christmas, sir. I will. I'm going to Switzerland, mate. Sun, snow, blue skies. Better than this poxy weather you'll be having. <laughs> I hope you enjoy yourself. I will, don't you
2: worry. Good evening. Good evening, sir. British National. Uh, yes. Your passport, please. Thank you.
3: Hurry up, hurry up!
2: Oh, dear. Uh, is something wrong? I'm afraid this passport is a year out of date. <laughs> no. No. Show me. Oh, no. Come uh, on,
1: Arrow! I can't. My passport's out of date. You dozy great pillock. <laughs> Drop that the <in> <laughs> That's worrying worried about you. Don't blame me. It's not my fault.
2: You'd better hurry up, sir. You'll miss the train. Oh.
1: Uh, well... I'll see you after Christmas, Earl. You're not (laughs) coming about me! There's no food in the house, is there? And there's no point in wasting two tickets. It's only four days. You selfish little...
3: But you are,
2: aren't you? Your birth certificate was dead right.
3: Look, I must go. I must
1: go. I'll see you when I get back. You'll be all right. Go down to the pub. They'll feed you. Put it
2: off the slate. Get a new passport, sir. Here. Yeah. Merry Christmas, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Hiya. Goodbye! 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 I said you car. Don't bother, cause I won't be there! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Was that him then? Oh no, mm-hmm. yeah, That was him. It's work, it's work. He's gone! We're on
3: our own! The car's outside, Harold. <laughs> it's revved up mm-hmm. and mm, oh. ready to go.
2: Bob, here we come.
3: Thank you, thank you.
1: you listening to Wilfred Bramble and Harry H. Corbett as Steptoe and Son, with Douglas Blackwell as the customs officer and Nicolette McKenzie as Beryl. This special Christmas edition was written and adapted for radio by Ray Galton and Alan Simpson and produced by Bobby Jay.
0: Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our super festive episode of Steptoe and Son, and we'll be back tomorrow with a Christmassy episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, going live at 5pm GMT. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a supporter page at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week, even over Christmas. We're not going to miss a single day. And I'll see you tomorrow on Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Love you. Bye.